Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 233. Many times when we think about the Bible stories we read and think about our own lives, we realize there's a pattern that goes on where the people say, yes, I believe in God or I trust in God, and then go their own way, do their own thing, and wonder why life is falling apart. And in our passages today, we'll see examples of that, but also how God in his grace and his mercy doesn't wait for people to come back to him, but pursues them and even energizes and encourages them to respond to him in faith. And so as we read through this, I hope it'll be something that'll energize and encourage you as you hear it and as it changes your life as God works in you and through you. So we begin today with the book of Haggai, uh, written by the prophet Haggai during the time of the exiles returned to Jerusalem. Haggai 1, chapter 1. On the first day of the sixth month of King Darius' second year, the Lord's message came to the prophet Haggai, to Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to the high priest Joshua, son of Je- Jehozadak. This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies has said. These people have said, The time for rebuilding the Lord's temple has not yet come. The Lord's message came through the prophet Haggai as follows. Is it right for you to live in richly paneled houses while my temple is in ruins? Here then, this is what the Lord of Heaven's armies has said. Think carefully about what you are doing. You have planted much, but have harvested little. You eat, but are never filled. You drink, but are still thirsty. You put on clothes, but they are not warm. Those who earn wages end up with holes in their money bags. Moreover, this is what the Lord of Heaven's armies has said. Pay close attention to these things also. Go up to the hill country and bring back timber to build the temple. Then I will be pleased and honored, says the Lord. You expected a large harvest, but instead there was little. And when you would bring it home, I would blow it right away. Why? asked the Lord of Heaven's armies. Because my temple remains in ruins, thanks to each of your favoring his own house. This is why the sky has held back its dew and the earth its produce. Moreover, I have called for a drought that will affect the fields, the hill country, the grain, new wine, fresh olive oil, and everything that grows from the ground. It also will harm people, animals, and everything they produce. Then Serubbabel, son of Shealtiel, and the high priest Joshua, son of Jehozadak, along with the whole remnant of the people, obeyed the Lord their God. They responded favorably to the message of the prophet Haggai, who spoke just as the Lord their God had instructed him, and the people began to respect the Lord. Then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, spoke the Lord's announcement to the people. I am with you, declares the Lord. So the Lord energized and encouraged Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, the high priest Joshua, son of Jehozadak, and the whole remnant of the people. They came and worked on the temple of their God, the Lord of Heaven's armies. This took place on the 24th day of the sixth month of King Darius' second year. And on the 21st day of the seventh month, the Lord's message came through the prophet Haggai again. Ask the following questions of Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, the high priest Joshua, son of Jehozadak, and the remnant of the people. Who among you survivors saw the former splendor of this temple? How does it look to you now? Isn't it nothing by comparison? Even so, take heart, Zerubbabel, decrees the Lord. 
Take heart, Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and take heart, all you citizens of the land, declares the Lord, and begin to work, for I am with you, declares the Lord of heaven's armies. Do not fear, because I made a promise to your ancestors when they left Egypt, and my spirit even now testifies to you. Moreover, this is what the Lord of heaven's armies has said. In just a little while, I will once again shake the sky and the earth, the sea and the dry ground. I will also shake up all the nations, and they will offer their treasures. Then I will fill this temple with glory. So the Lord of heaven's armies has said, The silver and gold will be mine, decrees the Lord of heaven's armies. The future splendor of this temple will be greater than that of former times, said the Lord of heaven's armies has declared. And in this place I will give peace, declares the Lord of heaven's armies. On the 24th day of the ninth month of Darius' second year, the Lord's message came to the prophet Haggai. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies has said. Ask the priests about the law. If someone carries holy meat in a fold of his garment and that fold touches bread, a boiled dish, wine, olive oil, or any other food, will that item become holy? The priests answered, it will not. Then Haggai asked, if a person who is ritually unclean because of touching a dead body comes in contact with one of these items, will it become unclean? The priests answered, it will be unclean. Then Haggai responded, the people of this nation are unclean in my sight, declares the Lord. And so is all their effort. Everything they offer is also unclean. Now, therefore, reflect reflect carefully on the recent past before one stone was laid on another in the Lord's temple. From that time when one came expecting a heap of 20 measures, there were only 10. When one came to the wine vat to draw out 50 measures from it, there were only 20. I struck all the products of your labor with blight, disease, and hail. And yet you brought nothing to me, says the Lord. Think carefully about the past. From today, the 24th day of the ninth month, to the day work on the temple of the Lord was resumed, think about it. The seed is still in the storehouse, isn't it? And the vine, fig tree, pomegranate, and olive tree have not produced. Nevertheless, from today on, I will bless you. Then the Lord spoke to Haggai a second time on the 24th day of the month. Tell Zerubbabel, governor of Judah, I am ready to shake the sky and the earth, and I will overthrow royal thrones and shatter the mighty of earthly kingdoms. I will overthrow chariots and those who ride in them, and horses and their riders will fall as people kill one another. On that day, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will take you, Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, my servant, says the Lord, and I will make you like a signet ring, for I have chosen you, says the Lord of heaven's armies. What an amazing uh, short little book, uh, Prophet Haggai, given words by God mostly calling the people to repent, but then God, by his spirit, working in them, so they do. They do repent. They do turn back to God, and they turn and begin to obey him as he energizes and encourages them. And that brings us to the book of Zechariah, which follows the book of Haggai in the Bible. And in this book, uh, we're going to read chapter one only today, and we'll see these chapters also reflect and speak of the same time uh, that we're talking about here in the book of Haggai, and how God is at work showing people visions of what will come to encourage and energize them as well. Zechariah chapter 1. In the eighth month of Darius's second year, the Lord's message came to the prophet Zechariah, son of Berechiah, son of Iddo. The Lord was very angry with your ancestors. Therefore say to the people, the Lord of heaven's army says, Turn to me, says the Lord of heaven's armies, and I will turn to you, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Do not be like your ancestors to whom the former prophets called out, saying, This is what the Lord of heaven's armies has said, Turn now from your evil wickedness. But they would by no means obey me, says the Lord. 
As for your ancestors, where are they? And did the prophets live forever? But have my words and my statutes, which I commanded my servants the prophets, not outlived your fathers? Then they paid attention and confessed, The Lord of heaven's armies has indeed done what he said he would do to us because of our sinful ways. On the twenty-fourth day of the eleventh month, the month of Shabbat, in Darius's second year, the Lord's message came to the prophet Zechariah, son of Berechiah, son of Iddo. I was attentive that night and saw a man seated on a red horse that stood among some myrtle trees in the ravine. Behind him were red, sorrel, and white horses. Then I asked one nearby, What are these, sir? The angelic messenger who replied to me said, I will show you what these are. Then the man standing among the myrtle trees spoke up and said, These are the ones whom the Lord has sent to walk about the earth. The riders then agreed with the angel of the Lord who was standing among the myrtle trees. We have been walking about the earth, and now everything is at rest and quiet. The angel of the Lord then asked, O Lord of heaven's armies, how long before you have compassion on Jerusalem and the other cities of Judah that have been you have been so angry with for these seventy years? The Lord then addressed good, comforting words to the angelic messenger who was speaking to me. Turning to me, the messenger then said, Cry out that the Lord of heaven's army says, I am very much moved for Jerusalem and for Zion, but I am greatly displeased with the nations that take my grace for granted. I was a little displeased with them, but they have only made things worse for themselves. Therefore, this is what the Lord has said. I have become compassionate toward Jerusalem, and I will rebuild my temple in it, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Once more, a surveyor's measuring line will be stretched out over Jerusalem. Speak up again with the messenger of the Lord of heaven's armies. My cities will once more overflow with prosperity, and once more the Lord will comfort Zion and validate his choice of Jerusalem. Once again I looked, and this time I saw four horns. So I asked the angelic messenger who spoke with me, What are these? He replied, These are the horns that have scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. Next the Lord showed me four blacksmiths. I asked, What are these going to do? He answered, These horns are the ones that have scattered Judah so that there is no one to be seen. But the blacksmiths have come to terrify Judah's enemies and cut off the horns of the nations that have thrust themselves against the land of Judah in order to scatter its people. And we'll leave the book of Zechariah here for today and we'll come back in the next episode. But we're going to turn now as we see all these different ways that God is working in people's lives to Psalm 138 which really in one sense is a psalm praising God and continuing to look to him for the strength that only he can give. By David, I will give you thanks with all my heart before the heavenly assembly. I will sing praises to you. I will bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your holy name because of your loyal love and faithfulness for you have exalted your promise above the entire sky. When I cried out for help, you answered me. You made me bold and energized me. Let all the kings of the earth give thanks to you, O Lord, when they hear the words you speak. Let them sing about the Lord's deeds, for the Lord's splendor is magnificent. Though the Lord is exalted, he looks after the lowly, and from far away humbles the proud. Even when I must walk in the midst of danger, you revive me. You oppose my angry enemies, and your right hand delivers me. The Lord avenges me. O Lord, your loyal love endures. Do not abandon those whom you have made. What a wonderful psalm of praise, but also asking God for the strength that only he can give. And the answer from God is that he energizes those who trust in him. What a wonderful response. And now we turn to our final passage today, 1 John 
chapter 2, where we see God at work by His Spirit in those who trust in Him. 1 John chapter 2. My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the Righteous One. And He Himself is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for our sins, but also for the whole world. Now by this we know that we have come to know God, if we keep His commandments. The one who says, I have come to know God, and yet does not keep His commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in such a person. But whoever obeys His word, truly in this person, the love of God has been perfected. By this we know that we are in Him. The one who says he resides in God ought himself to walk just as Jesus walked. Dear friends, I am not writing a new commandment to you, but an old commandment which you have had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word that you have already heard. On the other hand, I am writing a new commandment to you, which is true in him and in you because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. The one who says he is in the light but still hates his fellow Christian is still in darkness. The one who loves his fellow Christian resides in the light, and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But the one who hates his fellow Christian is in the darkness, walks in the darkness, and does not know where he is going because darkness has blinded his eyes. I am writing to you, little children, that your sins have been forgiven because of his name. I am writing to you, fathers, that you have known him who has been from the beginning. I am writing to you, young people, that you have conquered the evil one. I have written to you, children, that you have known the Father. I have written to you, fathers, that you have known him who has been from the beginning. I have written to you, young people, that you are strong and the word of God resides in you and you have conquered the evil one. Do not love the world or the things of the, in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Because all that is in the world, the desire of the flesh and the desire of the eyes and the arrogance produced by material possessions, is not from the Father, but is from the world. All the wor- and the world is passing away with all its desires, but the person who does the will of God remains forever. Children, it is the last hour, and just as you heard that the Antichrist is coming, so now many Antichrists have appeared. We know from this that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they did not really belong to us because if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But they went out from us to demonstrate that all of them do not belong to us. Nevertheless, you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you all know. I have not written to you that you do not know the truth, but that you do know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Who is the liar but the person who denies that Jesus is the Christ? This one is the Antichrist, the person who denies the Father and the Son. Everyone who denies the Son does not have the Father either. The person who confesses the Son has the Father also. As for you, what you have heard from the beginning must remain in you. If what you heard from the beginning remains in you, you also will remain in the Son and in the Father. Now this is the promise that He Himself made to us, eternal life. These things I have written to you about those who are trying to deceive you. Now as for you, the anointing that you receive from him resides in you, and you have no need for anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, it is true and is not a lie. Just as it has taught you, you reside in him.
And now, little children, remain in him, so that when he appears, we may have confidence and not shrink away from him in shame when he comes back. If you know that he is righteous, you also know that everyone who practices righteousness has been fathered by him. And we'll leave John there and pick it up again in our next episode. But what a wonderful truth that John is bringing out here, saying that ultimately those who belong to God will obey him and they do it in the strength of God's spirit, the anointing of God's spirit that is given to those who believe and trust in Jesus as their Lord and as their Savior. And so how do we find the energy and the strength from God to do what we're called to do? It's by the power of the spirit at work within us, those who profess faith in Christ. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, HTTP, netbible.com, copyright 1996, 2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music. You are-